I'm just saying I don't think in downtown LA people pull up in a station wagon, throw 200 bucks at a crackhead, and go off with the baby and have good intentions. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode of shows that suck and shows that blow. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe, secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode. I've got one question for you. Are you ready to rock? Cop rock. (laughs) Are you ready to cop rock? That means if you said no initially, then you're like, ugh, no. (laughs) A very special episode is the podcast in which we discuss very special episodes of TV, and sometimes we sort of deviate from that idea. We're partway through our summer special spectacular series in which we talk about episodes from shows that were canceled after one season. Some shows will be remembered forever because why were they canceled after one season? And some shows, you can't even believe, they lasted a whole season. And so today we're going to be talking about the pilot of Cop Rock. I'm your host this week, Ryan Alexander Tanner. With me is... A stanky narc. That's totally Austin Gorton. <laughs> a drug addicted single mother. Carolyn May. Oh, I totally thought that was not you. Uh, uh, for someone else. And a young black man who sings gleefully while he's being arrested because he knows the system is crooked in his favor. <laughs> yes, uh, I'll be. <laughs> David Bittenhofer, yes, all the black criminals just get all the breaks in the world, don't they? Holy shit, you guys. Yeah, the politics of this episode are something. Oh, I'm very confused. Oh. And and to answer your question, Ryan, nobody's ready for cop rock. I don't think <laughs> no one was or ever will be ready for cop rock. They weren't ready not for it then, and yep. They're not I thought I was I ready think... for Cop Rock, and then I saw Cop Rock. Oh, I know, boy. I think we hit a new low. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're going to talk about the pilot of Cop Rock. In case you're wondering, the reason I picked the pilot is because it was the only episode I could find. <laughs> <laughs> I did wonder about that, What like that episode versus any other one. Yeah, it's just what was available. It is keeping with a theme because David's The Pits was also a pilot. I think yes. you guys are taking shows so bad there were not two episodes. <laughs> I know. Well, okay, so before we get into the episode, we're going to talk about our relationship with Cop Rock. Yeah. Uh, I'll start with Carol. Great. Um, uh, I've laughed at Cop Rock for years. It makes me laugh. Uh, I think it, there was a bit of a meme craze in my meme club about Cop Rock. Yeah. I think I either made a cop rock meme or laughed at cop rock memes. And I watched the Lady Baby song on YouTube once. So okay. That's my relationship with cop rock so but far. But you never, you never watched it before? You never watched it? Yeah, not the whole episode. Just like a clip. And did you, but you knew it was a thing, yeah. did you know, before Meme Club or from that? I think from that. So there would be okay. like two years ago at this point. Like, it's just something that the nerds have to laugh at once in a while is cop rock. Totally. And I'm ready to laugh with y'all or cry or rock. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to laugh, we're going to cry, and we're going to rock. Rock! Uh, David, what's your cop rock history? <laughs> 
I've seen some clips on it on I Love the 80s. Wait, I'm sorry, David. I can't listen to this. Will you sing it? (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't have to be any good, I promise. I don't think I can. I saw it on (laughs) I Love the 80s on VH1. No. <laughs> Literally my introduction and only knowledge of it around like, <laughs> was uh yeah, it'd be, I'd watch all the I Love the Eighties and then Cop Rock was one of them and they kinda made fun of it and they showed a few clips. And in my mind it was always something that A I'm like, maybe this would be stupid enough for me to enjoy. Like it'd be goofy but enjoyable. Which yeah, no. And then, uh, <laughs> Uh, B, I was like, it's so weird to have like a police procedural be like a musical, but then I kept wondering like, why couldn't it be? So I was always curious about it to be like, why can't you have like police officers singing like some like police story that involves music? Because a musical could be anything. And then I watched this and I realized the last thing I really want to talk about is the music of this episode. <laughs> you watched this and then you were like, that's why a cop story can't no, be a musical. The, <laughs> well, the story's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. The cops and the rock are both subpar. Yes. Yeah, right. It, totally. We'll get there. Um, so you knew it from I Love the 80s? That's basically, yeah, all I knew of it was that yeah. there was once a... Uh, musical that involved police officers in the mm-hmm. 80s and sounded weird enough that I'd want to check out sometime, but you never did, and now I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you, Austin Gorton? Uh, yeah, I really just know this from its infamy as being a mm-hmm. notoriously bad one-season wonder kind of show. Uh, I also think that in my knowledge of it, I would get it somewhat mixed up with Fish Police, uh huh. Oh, hell yeah. Just in the, in similar terms of like both being bad one season wonders where they take like a cop word and another word that doesn't really go with the cop word <laughs> and put it together mm-hmm. and then you get a show. And so for a brief moment when I turned this on, I was like, wait, this is an animated fish. Oh no, this is the other one. <laughs> <laughs> now I really wish we're watching Fish Police. Thanks, Austin. <laughs> I was wondering if someone was going to pull out fish police after this. <laughs> I'm I'm still not sure. Actually, Could, it's not too late for it to happen. So, and then, but did you know of it at the time, or when did you learn of Cop Rock? I don't know. I feel like I've just always known it as this notoriously bad one season wonder. Like I I honestly couldn't tell you when I learned that. But do you feel like you've always known? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's always been in my. Even before it existed, I knew that it was this bad yeah. show. Yeah, in your genetic memory, is that <laughs> right? Right. It's always been a part of you. <laughs> How old were you when your parents told you about Cop Rock, Ryan? <laughs> My dad sat me down. Well, so I always remember I never have seen Cop Rock, and I was that was part of this. I was like, I'm finally going to see Cop Rock. <laughs> um, and I always knew it as the butt of a joke. Like, even at the time, I believe it was a Fox show. Uh, Um, I thought it was like ABC. I don't know. It was CBS. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I remember hearing about it while it was coming out and it being probably like on the Arsenio Hall show or something and just being like, look at how bad this is. And then it getting canceled and everyone being like, yeah. (laughs) Um, Woo, woo, woo. 
Yeah, I just remember it being notoriously bad even at the time, but I don't remember ever actually seeing it. And I think I've seen clips from it occasionally. I think the legend I heard, yeah, it was on ABC. It was that, okay. uh, like, so it's by the co it's by the creator of Hill Street Blues, right? Oh. Stephen Bochco. Yeah, Stephen Bochco. Yeah. And what I heard was he was just like after the success of Hill Street Blues, like he got greenlit for like ten police dramas of whatever you oh, want they're just like okay. we want as much of steven and botchko as we can <laughs> so i think part of this was him like how do i start making more stuff and differentiating it He's okay like, why not make it a musical yeah <laughs> so this is like cop show number eight and a half yeah, when yeah, exactly. <laughs> it makes sense it's i always thought it was um based on the popularity of cops like, I always no, thought no. it was one of those boardroom, like, people like cops. Uh, we need more cops. Uh, musical cops. Go, make it. You know, that was always what I assumed. But your explanation makes more sense. As part of that same deal, David, that brought us Cop Rock, mm-hmm. we we also got Doogie Howser, MD, from mm-hmm. Stephen Bochco, as well as Capital Critters, which is like... <laughs> That's the other one. It's like, yeah, yeah like, the, so you've got, like, cop rock to fish police to capital critters mm-hmm. there's like a, a progression there i always get those confused yeah he was uh, uh steven Bochco co-created nypd blue so ah. he's capable of doing good things mm-hmm. i think he just uh you know this wasn't it you could say that he botch code <laughs> yeah he botch code this one that's for sure it was also created by william m finkelstein and uh, he's uh, worked on Law and Order in Brooklyn, uh, LA Law. Out. I think he's one of those Law and Order, LA Law, NYPD Blue. He's just written uh, police dramas forever and legal dramas. So I believe he was the other person who was blamed for this series. <laughs> Steven, Steven Bochco also co created Raising the Bar, starring one Zach Morris. No way! Yeah. That's a cop show, too, right? That's a legal drama. It's a show? Yeah, it's a TV show, Raising the Bar, with with Zach and someone else from the 90s. They were like radical lawyers living on the edge or something like that. Oh, I thought he was a cop. Uh, Well, he was a cop, yeah. Zach, before that, he was a cop on NYPD Blue for a while. Uh, Oh, okay. That's that's how we got on the Bochco radar. Oh. <laughs> I wish he was in this. <laughs> <laughs> so are you guys ready to, to to rock? Let's rock! You guys ready to cop rock? Um, so somehow we get a musical about police and the musical parts are the least problematic. <laughs> this incredible achievement. So we start with a raid. Yeah. Right? It's a bunch of cops are rolling up on a house. Yeah, well, I gotta... Before we get too far into it, I just have to mention that I might be the only one who saw this, but as the cars are going towards the house, it's, like, very uh-huh. dark, and you only see their headlights, but a cat uh-huh. runs out into the street, and I was very oh, no. concerned about this cat. <laughs> they probably didn't plan that. Yeah, exactly, and I'm like, I hope yeah. that cat survived. It, like, ran right under one of the cars. But it, Ooh. Yeah, I guess I should say, speaking of uh, the darkness, like, this whole episode for me and the copy I had was quite dark, and I believe yeah. it's something to do with the VHS transfer, but it's also just, like, what survives and exists. So, is it really, mm-hmm. really dark for y'all, too? Oh uh, yeah, especially yeah. like the nighttime scenes, anything that was like darkly lit. Yeah, it was it was definitely dark. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we always 
I guess I've gotten really used to us watching like horrible free <laughs> versions of things. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm always like, oh, great. It's not like tiny in a little yeah. CG rendered movie theater yeah. <laughs> flipped over with like fake yeah. snowflakes yeah, on it so like, we can watch it for free. Seasonal effects a lot. Yeah. They didn't like artificially lengthen or shorten it and then you have to like do like 1.25 the speed to get the normal. I, uh, you know, totally. That sounds pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah. So as far as I was concerned, this was an incredibly well-preserved copy of <laughs> There was a fuzz I heard in the background the entire time that got a bit uh-huh. annoying, but whatever. There was a fuzz in the foreground. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, there's it fuzz the whole time. Yeah. Um. So like the first, they raid the house and then they're like separating a mom from her baby and she's like, "My baby," and the cops like, "Shut up." Yeah. <laughs> Everything's super aggressive about this raid of like people. We don't even know why they're raiding. We don't. They don't seem dangerous. It's just like suddenly the cops. Are, bust into this home and start like tackling people <laughs> well and even once we go to court they're like yeah there was like less than an ounce of cocaine yeah. in this house there's like nothing in there <laughs> they were doing drugs and i'm pretty sure that we all watched an episode where the mm-hmm. first lady made it very clear that there was a war on drugs happening <laughs> yeah and so they were just taking action like you would in a war i'm pretty sure they got swatted and they were just like twitch streamers it's possible (laughs) without twitch so pretty much what happens i'm sorry i have to even say that this is what happens but they basically arrest a bunch of young black men and then the young black men start singing which is already fucked up if you think about (laughs) representation in american culture over the time over time and then they're singing well this whole song about how like they're gonna get away with it and the system doesn't work and like <laughs> yeah, they'll be out on the street by tomorrow and all this. They yeah. go in the street. Yeah, they say in these streets we got the power, right? Is yeah. the that's right, y'all better do what they say. Put your ass all night, put your ass all day. You get shot through the head, they gonna haul you away, put you in a garbage can. Yeah, and I was just like, what are the, what are they trying to say with this show? It was so weird right away. Um, (laughs) (laughs) these aren't good cops, right? Like, (laughs) as we, I don't. No, yeah, but uh, that's where I'm like, oh, crab. yeah. As we watch, like my opinion, I'm like, well, these most the vast majority of these cops, I'm like, they don't seem like good people. And what I've been conflicted through the entire about through the entire episode is whether the show is trying to frame them as good or frame them as bad because the show doesn't. It almost feels like the show isn't really happy about these cops either. But uh, spoiler alert: like everybody seems terrible in this show. <laughs> uh. I have two things on that. One of them is ab crab. All cop rocks are bad. <laughs> okay. And number two is uh, young black gentlemen. They were incarcerating. They were also the humiliating part is that they were forced to rap as if they were white people. Mm. <laughs> it was for a show about cop rock. It really doesn't rock, you guys. Yeah. It's true. You know, I'm. I'm not going to challenge you on that. I'm going to agree that this show does not rock. (laughs) 
I was somewhat taken aback at first, just because maybe because I had this construed with fish police in my head. But like, <laughs> they were like, how are they not fish? Where are the fish? <laughs> like, well, they I, hurry up and turn the fish. I knew that Cop Rock was a cop show musical. But I guess I assumed that because it was a musical, it would be a somewhat more like lighthearted cop show, yes. like like uh, not like an outright comedy, yeah, but, mm-hmm. but more like just kind of lighthearted and and where it's mm-hmm. like so like it starts it's just like cops are busted down doors yeah, exactly. and ripping babies from their moms and I'm like yeah who's gonna sing after this this is like <laughs> dead <laughs> shit and all of a sudden there's like and now we'll sing a song. And it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's sort of like a grim and gritty show. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a weird... I I still think even that, if the writing was good and the music was good, it could work. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think it's... it's. I mean, if anything is good, it could work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, I almost feel like that could work. Like, there's a way... You know, like, it could have been really cool. Maybe it's... I'm wrong, and there's just no way a thing like <laughs> Cop Rock could... But, I mean, it's basically like... NYPD blue, but every 15 minutes someone stops and sings a song. Well, yeah. to your point, Ryan, I feel like the least of this show's problem is the music necessary. I mean, not that it was yeah. great or like I was like You're rocking right. out to it, but I'm like, I'm, the writing, the story was so bad or at least bleak and depressing that I'm like, I don't even care about The music was secondary to my lack of enjoyment. Yeah, I was kind of. What you said, I think, is <laughs> really sticking with me. Like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about these cops. Like, mm-hmm. I almost feel like everyone on this show is shitty. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I I know how I feel about them. I just yeah. don't yeah. know how the show wants me to feel about yeah. them. Well, there's the, the lady cop who's married to her father. <laughs> and, uh, that was so bizarre. We'll get to it, but I think that's one of the things where I'm like, this isn't just like, this doesn't work because it's singing cops. It's just a really bad show. Yeah. Um. So, and then we get to the opening. Is that Randy Newman? That's yeah. Randy yeah. Newman. Yeah. Cop walks have no reason to wear. <laughs> uh, so, I, I sat down to watch this tonight, and uh, and my wife was like, "What do you watch? What do you watch for the show?" I'm like, "Cop Rock." She's Nothing. Like, she's like, "Oh, I'll watch Cop Rock with you." I'm like, "All right, your Did funeral." She? Uh, the whole episode. Yeah, she watched the whole episode with me. Uh, does she want more now? Is she like, we need to find the season. Yeah, no, she does not. Uh, so then her 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 first moment of like what have I got myself in for was when it cuts to Randy Newman and she just goes oh god I mean I love Randy Newman yeah. I do too but she can't stand him oh really oh I wish he was in more of the episode when he showed up yeah. I'm like this is getting good <laughs> and then he never showed again I would say that Randy Newman's opening credits performance was the best part of Cop Rock. It was the best and most rock of Cop yeah. Rock. Randy Newman was the most rock. Think about maybe, that. Yeah, exactly. That tells you what level of rock we're at. Yeah. Do you think when Randy Newman sings, like he just sings normal and that's what his voice sounds like? Or do you think he has to make himself sound like that? How would he come up with the choice to make himself sound like that? <laughs> right? I don't know. 
<laughs> I mean, there's some really weird singing styles that people have. That... I gotta stand out. Oh, sing like a real superstar. Well, you know how there's like like Tom like Tom Waits or Joanna Newsom. Yeah. Like those yeah. are really like learned singing styles. You know, I I almost feel like Randy Newman's like. <laughs> I know. I'm just picturing him being like, <laughs> "How shall I stand out? I know a thing like this." Yeah, I think so. Because then I think when he's done, they're like. Good job, Randy. He's thank like, you. Thank, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think exactly. Just do like a regular guy voice, and that's what I'm saying you would sound like. Um, okay, so Randy Newman did the opening. I'm sure, sure, he, I'm sure he doesn't want us mentioning that. <laughs> um, and so then we're at the precinct, and uh, there's a, no, there's we're in a court case, right? Yeah, we're in a courtroom. And they just keep being like, man, prisons are overcrowded. People get let out of prison all the time, and no one ever goes to prison these days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like what? The judge. Well, first of all, the judge says, "Well, you want to, we want to keep, you want to keep them, but there's no room in the prison, so they can't go in there." And then, like, everyone's mad at the judge about this, and I'm like, it just sounds like he's stating facts right now. Yeah, don't kill the messenger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the politics are messed up. It's some real '90s fear mongering. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because the idea that the judge says that, like, oh, some federal judge says that uh, the overcrowded prisons are cruel and unusual punishment, yeah. so we can't send anyone there, and we've got too many b- real criminals backed up right now that I got to let these low-level drug offenders go. And there's part of me that's like, okay, <laughs> like if they're yeah. like the mom let her baby ripped away because she had like a gram of cocaine on her or whatever it's like maybe that's not the worst thing in the world yeah they yeah. just had some cocaine in a house basically mm-hmm. that's like that's what all they we know busted. of them yeah 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 so you know i i'm on their side yeah <laughs> well that's what i wrote down i'm like i think i'm on the judge's side or more or less like we don't need to throw these people in prison it's over incarceration is a problem right one thing that throughout the whole episode that's super weird to me is how smug black people are portrayed yeah. when they're getting arrested yeah. or bothered by the police. They're so confident that nothing's going to happen to them. Well, they have all the advantages in the world, you know. It's just a strange <laughs> choice. Affirmative action. It's right so again. weird. It, it it is a very strange choice. I mean, and this is this is pre. Does this take place yeah. in L.A.? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because this is because obviously this is pre Rodney King. Um, is it? Yeah. Because oh. Rodney King was like oh. 92, 93. Mm. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. I think this is right around the same time. Well, I'm gonna I mean, get the it's crack close. Research this team was nine. This. this was eighty nine to ninety. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Rodney King happened because of Cop Rock. Like, right <laughs> after this episode. Yeah, Some cops that... watched Cop Rock and they went out and they're like, we gotta write these wrongs. Yeah, exactly. Yes. They get it. The Cop Rock was giving them ideas. <laughs> this this episode... You're right. This is before Rodney yeah, King. Yeah, this aired you September guys... of 90 and Rodney King was March 3rd of 91. Okay. Um, you guys, I'm pretty uncomfortable with everything we just That's said. That's pretty terrible. I'm sorry about the culture portrayed in this episode of Cop Rock and that we are cringing about. It's terrible. Yeah, but that's... I, I mean, I, I feel like... 
those two things are unrelated. Like not that not that Cop Rock caused Rodney King, but just that like the kind of attitude that's being portrayed by what I presume is a mostly white uh, writing and production team on this mm-hmm. on this episode. That kind of mentality that's being portrayed here, I think, very much informs what happened to Rodney King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. We'll have more opportunities to talk about the portrayal of young black men <laughs> in okay. this show, but can we move on to uh, drug-addicted single mothers? Yeah. Okay, because that's the other hurdle we have to leap over in this narrative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it, but to the audience, you, you won't, you're not going to guess where this is going. <laughs> You will not guess where this is going. <laughs> I, you think, you guys? Might. Can I say that I don't? I feel. I'm pretty sure I understand what happens at the end. Oh, good. You can maybe explain it <laughs> to yeah, me. Yeah, you can fill oh, it. Oh, darn it! <laughs> <laughs> but but let's save that for the end. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, I was I was hoping you guys would be like, oh yeah, no, that was very clear. <laughs> Entirely, I'll carry you through. I understand counting on Austin for it, but I got okay. you. Okay. Okay. So I'm a little spotty on what happens here. There's like the baby's mom is upset, right? She's in court, right? Well, yeah. She's, she was busted, and then she, basically she's like, I'll flip on everybody just as long as I get to keep my kid. And then uh-huh. the lady cop, whose name I do not know. Her name is Lady Cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, she th- are there two different lady cops or no? There? There's just one. Oh, was it there's the same like lady cop? There's like a lady cop? who's like a politician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the mayor too. The mayor, yeah. yeah. And I'm not being sexist because I literally know nobody's name in this show. No, totally. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. yeah. So, lady- but there's only one woman who's a cop. So okay, go so for it. So the only lady cop uh, says yeah. uh, basically that she's trying to flip on everyone because she wants to keep her kid. So let's help her keep her kid, even though her information isn't all that good. Like uh, yeah, useful. she's got pretty spotty information. Yeah, spotty and and the stuff that's true is and all are things the police already knows. But then whoever the other guy is is like, I'll take care of it, and he's gonna help her keep her kid, I guess, and let her out of jail. Even though the previous scene made it clear that the women were going to go to jail because there was an overcrowding in the women's prison, and then somehow oh that just leads to them being like, no, we'll get her out of jail. And I'm like, well, why'd you even go down there? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right um yeah. <laughs> so can, we, can we move on to the lady cop driving around with the her partner sure yeah and he's like talking about how she bangs her husband he's like i bet you're a control freak i bet you have to be on top and she's like oh like, um, would you just, like <laughs> he's he would he does say um, that i would <laughs> real, real emotionless and matter of fact I would um, so this is where they are following a van right yeah so then all these cops are following the van well I don't know what the van did to pique their interest but uh, they, oh, that's, he, it just that's like it? pulled out in front of them and they were like hey run the plates okay right. oh we got a live one uh, yeah and then um, there's he pulls out, like, automatic weapons, right? Yeah, like, they stopped the van, and then, like, one of the police officers, who was like, it's hunting season, and had, like, a rifle on him, like, jumps <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah! 
<laughs> he did say something to that effect. Dude. Yeah, and then one of them's like, right on, right on, right on. Yeah. He's like, yeah. be very, very quiet. <laughs> I know, that's exactly. I'm hunting criminals. So then he gets out of the car, and then the then the guy gets out of the van and just, like, mows down this guy with an automatic weapon. And I'm just very confused at this point as to, like, why they're stopping this van, what was so hot about it, why this guy decided to shoot them. Like, what's going on here? And shockingly, we don't get a whole lot well, of... Well, it's, uh, it's like a four-car car chase that goes mm-hmm. on for, like, a mm-hmm. solid 120 seconds, where I'm just, yeah. this is, again, where I'm like, isn't this supposed to be a musical? Why are we watching a protracted car chase instead of, like, having mm-hmm. them sing a song? That's what bothered you, is they weren't singing during the car chase? At this point, yes. Yeah, yeah. I agree with Austin. We got too much cop, not enough rock. Yeah. So... Are, these guys are at least tangentially related to the guys who just got out of prison, right? Well, one of the cop sure. killer is one of them who got out of prison. Because it's Tyrone, right? Everything's about Tyrone in this episode, yeah. am I right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I don't know. See, he was let out of prison legally, so I don't know <laughs> why he was suddenly deciding that shooting cops was a good idea. Like, Because yeah. he's a no-good druggie, David, <laughs> and given a chance, they'll just turn around and kill good, innocent people. Yeah, I guess. Aren't, aren't they like on a schoolyard? Yeah, they're yeah, shooting? yeah. They're like, there's kids here. Get the kids down and all that. Like, because they really want to amp up the uh, the the white fear here. Yeah. Yes. Tyrone's like, I don't care about anything. <laughs> <laughs> I like when the cop is dying in his partner's arms. <laughs> For several reasons. <laughs> one of them is he's like, don't die on me. And so I, I heard that just like, don't die on me. It's gross. Ew. <laughs> he him. I thought he might break out into song, but um, that yeah, didn't happen. Yeah, there was so many missed opportunities for songs. It should at least have like more scores and like funky beats everywhere. Yeah, I have a couple notes on that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that so so it segues into the cop dying, and I was like, this is where I went from like, okay, first we got this like action oriented car chase, and now like, man, the intensity <laughs> of this scene does not yeah. fit the tone of a musical. Like, I'm not saying it needs to be comedic, but like, this guy's just like screaming into the existential void, begging some sort of higher power to save his partner's life. And you're like, oh, like why? It's just intense. Like, goddamn. Yeah. Well, and we don't know these characters at all. Yeah, either, exactly. So it's like, <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I guess. I guess he's pretty upset. <laughs> oh no! The guy who wanted to know how the lady fucks is dead. No, that was a different guy. Oh no! Yeah, no, that guy guy's dead. That guy's fine. This is the guy <laughs> who was like, "It's hunting season." I'm guy that's that's right. right. Oh no! The trigger yeah. happy cop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because uh, he was the first one out of the car to like mm-hmm. shoot at the guy, so he got blasted by shoot the, at the guy before he even knew if he was dangerous. But you know, yeah, right. he couldn't even wait to just shoot at some guys. <laughs> yeah. And then he just pulls out like Uzis. He's like, da 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 da. So crazy. <laughs> and to this, we will never find out what was going on in this scene. Why people were That's acting true. the way they were. Like, well, to be fair, you guys, this this aired in 1990, so we're coming off the 80s. Which, if TV and movie from that era has taught me anything, it's that all bad guys had an Uzi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the the era of the Uzi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then there's this really inhumane interrogation. Yeah, yeah so we go from like, him. 
Yeah, so we go from like this this cop dying and the visceral terror of his still alive partner to like uh, the suspect is getting the shit beaten out of him in this and interrogation that, and that, scene. And so Tyrone is the guy who killed the cop, and he, I'm not sure how he escaped though. He just ran away. Like you see him run at one point, and no one chased him. I, they were too busy well. crying there, about the like dead cop. Five cops yeah, he there. Was, <laughs> he was mourning the loss of his partner. Yeah, but there was other cops there. I'm not saying they were no. all mourning David. <laughs> and the ones who weren't are not good runners. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, maybe. Uh, not only does does they interrogate him and beat the crap out of him, but they do some kind of really weird water torture where they yeah. keep making yeah. him drink and they won't let him pee. Yeah. And then the cop like holds him tight for a yeah. minute, like squeezes him. And I'm like, so sure the, the cop just wants to be covered in this guy's urine. Yeah. Yeah. A very odd choice to go down the, this guy needs to pee and the cops aren't letting him pee. Yeah. Road, but that's where they went. And I guess, well, this is, feels like a form of torture. It's just a really odd one to present on TV. <laughs> this is where the episode really spoke to me. Cause I feel like there's times where we're recording a podcast and I really have to pee, Definitely. but can't get up and do it. And so it's like, I know I feel your pain criminal and being then, tortured. Uh, and then also at Definitely. work, sometimes Austin says he's thirsty and then I grab him by the head and I just <laughs> he's just like, you're not water! water down <laughs> you're thirsty, Austin! <laughs> um, is that water? I thought it was like hot coffee. No, they, they set up a, a hot coffee, but I don't think they ever do anything with it. So they just keep giving him water and they won't let him pee? Yeah! yeah. Well, they he said he was thirsty, so then they like just dunked water down his throat. Uh-huh. Like, just poured it aggressively down his throat where he can't even drink it, of course. And then, yeah, he also was talking about how he had to pee and they wouldn't let him pee. And I'm like, this is just an odd scene. Yeah, like, I was just like, oh, yeah. this is really disturbing. Can't yeah. someone just sing a song? Yeah. <laughs> well, Austin just really wants to hear songs until he does. <laughs> I was well. promised a musical. <laughs> it should. It should. It has the word rock in the title. As, it does have, yeah. As, never rock. They barely boss in Nova. There should be a song in every scene. To be fair to Austin, uh, I would have taken a bunch more songs uh, as opposed to what we did see. Like anything right? would have been better than what we were watching. So, I'm like, well, the the thing I liked about the songs is like there wasn't a lot to try to pay attention to. Yeah, so I, get, I get where they're going with this, and I can kind of just sit for a minute and. Hopefully we'll breeze through these. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is the point of the episode where Christy said, I don't hear a lot of rocking, just a lot of copping. <laughs> no, it's just not great. <laughs> so they give him, the, he gives Tyrone's name. He's like, it was Tyrone because he's being tortured. Um. And then and they're like, oh, the guy who just got out yesterday. You know, the guy I should have oh, known it. Those damn liberal judges let him out, and now he's dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Equal opportunity, sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so then the the black cop is he's lifting weights. He's mourning his dead white partner, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's someone I can't tell who anyone is. Either guys yeah. keep coming in with like a suit, and I'm like, is this a detective or yeah, the yeah, chief? Yeah, I'm not like really oriented. Attorney, yeah, I don't know, like a yeah. prosecutor. I don't know. Because he's like, hey man, don't just lift weights. You're gonna still have to mourn at some point. You know, you can't just lift weights indefinitely. <laughs> Plenty of '80s movies have told me otherwise. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's where it's like he comes in. He's like, you, you got to grieve. You can't just be lifting weights. And then he's like, do you have a girlfriend? And I'm like, should he know? Or who is this guy? Like, I think he's like a friend or something. <laughs> yeah, it's really unclear who their relationship <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, he apparently doesn't know if he's dating somebody. So I guess he's just some random uh, guy who's giving him orders. I don't know. I am not really clear. <laughs> I'm clear on a lot of things. Already. And then I thought it was weird when he asked, like, what position him and his girlfriend do it in. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was wondering, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. If Who it's, doesn't? If it's, I don't know if it's that weird. <laughs> um, uh, so then the single mom who has a drug problem. Yeah. Comes to the precinct, right? Yeah. And so yeah. Let's, to get her ba- they, to get her baby back. They just give no. her back her baby. Yeah. Do oh, you yeah, remember yeah. when the United States would give babies back? <laughs> no, I don't remember things yeah. from that long ago. <laughs> you know what's a real missed opportunity on Cop Rock? <laughs> she should have came in and be like, "I want my baby." Back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that existed yet. I think just no, I like know. Rodney King, yeah, really. this inspired that. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> That's true. Some guys are sitting around and they're like, here's what you should have done right there. That's where that Chili's ad came from. Baby back ribs. And she's like, I'll cut way down on whatever drugs I'm doing. The cop's like, you gotta get clean. She's like, yeah, I'll cut down. And that's Lady Cop, right? Yeah, Yeah, Lady Cop. Lady Cop wants to go into into treatment, but she doesn't want to because she can't bring her kid into treatment which seems yeah. problematic which seems like a valid problem i don't know yeah <laughs> no i mean yeah there's no solutions offered to this yeah they should have child care babysitting yeah yeah exactly the lady drug addicts like i i could give the baby to somebody but not somebody who'd give them back is that foreshadowing guys <laughs> i don't know i'll have to find out yeah stay, stay tuned so my romantic life partner, uh, one of the things she does is she does, counsels women who are pregnant and have babies who have drug addiction. Oh, wow, that's important. Yeah. And so I decided to just not even tell her about this. <laughs> I'll know it's good to keep secrets from your romantic life partner about cop rock, Ryan. I almost was like, maybe I, I, I almost wanted her two cents about it, yeah. but then I was like, she's having a hard week, man. She does not need to know that <laughs> this exists she does right now. Not need now. to deal with this bullshit. Do you think? Ooh. Do you think the accuracy with with which this was portrayed isn't the uh, greatest? I just think it would have really bothered her. Yeah. <laughs> it's too accurate. Yeah, that's why. Mm-mm. Well, that's important work. <laughs> Unlike ours, talking about this show. So, Carol, I want to hear what you think about Great. the scene where the two guys are <laughs> chatting and pissing. Oh, I was so happy. <laughs> uh, well, technically went, only one was pissing. That's well, they true. were both like, it was like, you know, a butt shot where yeah. they didn't like take down their pants, but they were presumably holding their penises while they were chatting. Yeah, you feel mm-hmm. you feel like you could draw a straight line from that scene to Dennis Franz's butt in NYPD. Yes. Oh, hey, Carol, do you know about this? I think yeah. I wonder if you've heard about this, but <laughs> I feel like boys all know this. You know, when you first start peeing at the ur- urinal in like school and stuff uh-huh. and there are those 
boys who just pull their pants and underwear all the way down. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about, David yeah, and Austin? Yeah, yeah. I've heard yeah. about oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then okay. most of them grow out of it. Yeah, and then there are boys that are doing it, and it's getting weird yeah, like, as exactly. you get older. Like, some guys are doing that for too long, uh, and um, I wish they had done that here. Is that <laughs> what the slits in boxers and briefs are for, is so you can keep your underwear up while you're peeing? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think so, but yeah. it doesn't work very well. No one know. uses them, right? They're like, I, I, use, I, I use it, yeah. Oh, yeah? I mean, it depends yeah. on what kind of pants I'm wearing, but yeah. Corduroy pants. Yeah, I don't. You don't? <laughs> David goes all the way to the floor. Yeah, David's pants are on his ankles. Are every you still time. pulling them all? T- is that what you're telling us, David? <laughs> <laughs> He's not saying no. <laughs> I do. I do keep my pants up when I piss. I think. So. Okay. <laughs> I believe you. Um. So you did know about that, Carol? Um, yeah, I've heard tell. Okay, I guess I should have. I like the part in this scene when the guys switch hands and they're holding each other's penis while they pee. Yeah, exactly. It's very romantic. Do you, Carol, do you know that, like, as boys are growing yeah. up, they do, like, trick shot peeing, too? <laughs> um, I know that, you, like, one way to, like, start little boys who are just, like, terrible pee-pee monsters with the idea of AIM is to, like, put floating Cheerios in a oh, toilet yeah. and give them, like, something. <laughs> Is that an example of a trick shot? Or no, how I'm like, like people like try to like pee over things into oh. like <laughs> <laughs> until the teacher yells at yeah, you. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> teacher, coworkers, yeah. cops, spouse, <laughs> cop, lady cop. I got a tip from a camera who was it was an older woman who used oh. to take care of all these boys, but she said the way she'd keep them from spraying piss everywhere is she would put a. a a floating piece of toilet paper in there and you're supposed to try to sink the toilet paper with your pee yeah. Yeah. and that's what yeah. tricked them into peeing responsibly and i was like i'm gonna remember that <laughs> stupid <laughs> kids austin has a son do you know that move yeah uh he's been pretty good about uh <laughs> keeping keeping it in the in the in the toilet uh that's cool yeah we haven't had too much problem with that like we have to Sometimes he'll want to, like, he'll turn his head to, like, say something to us and then, like, try to turn his whole body. Like, just focus on what you're doing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Good reminder. Uh, David, what's the most impressive trick shot you ever? I've never, on? I never really partook in the trick shots. I've only heard that. You only observed? Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I think a lot of guys try to, like, make it over, like, because... There's stalls and then there's urinals and they try uh-huh. to go over the wall of the stall into the toilet. Wow! How would you even? I guess the door's open so you can yeah. see. You need a young man's prostate for that game, right? Or di- <laughs> or or distance where it's like you know, yeah, how yeah. how far back from the urinal yeah, yeah. can you get and still like arc yeah. it into the urinal? Yeah, you do need a young man's prostate for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad we talked about that. <laughs> yeah, hey, how about how about this? How about the end of this scene when the one guy's like, "Hey, you got a hair on your shirt, and it's yeah. not your wife's." And I'm like, "How the fuck do you know what his yeah, wife's hair weird. is?" Yeah, he's like, "It's not yours." And then he started like licking the hair, and it got stuck in his <laughs> well, throat. Prior to this, prior to that, that guy, this old guy, who I'm not sure what his role is in and everything. He's but, Lady uh, Cop's um, husband, father. Yeah, yeah, I know that. I don't know what his role in the police department is. He uh, isn't hired there. He just hangs out. Yeah, but, 
but all he did, he just talks about how he has like a urinary problem and he yeah. thought he had to pee but he didn't and i'm like why are you telling me this show like does this matter yeah. at all like I don't it's know. just writing it's just good writing <laughs> but it would have been better if he had sang it yeah this is true. Oh, i want to hear that that would be two songs about pee if they did one about when the suspect peed on the cop yeah that's true there's a lot of repressed urination on this Very show true. and spoiler alert this whole like that's not your hair or your wife's hair thing, like, never mm-hmm. comes up again. Yeah, mm. but that could be setting up for another it's episode. That's, it, great, it greatly bothered my wife that it didn't come up again. I was like, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. it comes up in episode two. Do you really want to find out? I didn't think so. <laughs> You're like, see, I told you, just strange women's hairs just appear on men sometimes, and there's no explanation. That's all. Austin, yeah. are you just glad she didn't call your bluff? Yes, very much so. <laughs> She was like, let's find out yeah. if they follow up on the hair subplot. So the lady cop and her male coworker, I was very confused by this because they're wearing their civilian clothes. Yeah. I was like, are those those characters? I can't remember. And they're not dressed like cops. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what's going on? But I, he wants to bang her. Yeah. And then she wants to bang him, I think. In the end. Yeah, well, I think so. She does. Well, she said, I think he's like, Every night I go home and I just think about you. And she says, I think about just you too. Which just is kind tear of it up, just rip one yeah. out. For <laughs> I know, that's kind of the <laughs> pretext to it. Like. Yeah. He's masturbating to her and she seems okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> How come we didn't see that scene as a rock? <laughs> that's in episode three. <laughs> it's quite the banger. Like, beating off to my co-worker. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the beat. The rhythm. That's yeah, the beat. Give me a beat. <laughs> beating off to my lady cop. Um, beating off to my lady cop. <laughs> so, you guys, this is so weird. What happens? It's so strange. So it, it's just like it's weird, and then it gets so much weirder right away. So she goes into her house. She's like, I can't fuck you. You know, I am married. And then yeah, yeah. she but goes into her house. Yeah. And she seems to indicate she wants to, but she's not. That's Yeah. So how old do you think this woman is? Uh, 27. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. It was 27. I bet she is. So her husband... <laughs> So they don't say husband yet, do they? Because she goes in and she like rubs the shoulders of this old bald man, and I'm like, father, right. husband, yeah, father. This husband. is the guy who yes. can't pee in the urinal, but. Yeah, who also has an problem. uncanny ability to spot other women's hairs. Yeah. Wait, that's that same guy. Yeah. yeah. I guess. <laughs> Wait, her husband is the hair spotting guy. He can't pee. Yes. yes. He is. Yes. <laughs> I did not realize that. It's all coming together. Right? Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> I thought he was just some schlubby guy. Well, he Same is some schlubby guy. Yeah, yeah, he's certainly schlubby. I mean, that's, that's, that's not right. I don't know if him spotting a woman's hair and not being able to pee makes him more attractive. <laughs> I guess I thought he was retired. <laughs> he might be. I think he just hangs out. <laughs> so, the point is, he looks like about 60, right? And He looks old, old. <laughs> and out of shape and stuff, too. He's not like an old guy that you yeah. would be like, oh, he still fucks. Yeah, yeah, you know? He's no Patrick Stewart, right? 
Batman needs to be taken care of. (laughs) He's old. And then I think what adds to it, so then she's like, I'm going to go to bed. You know, they have their, uh, you know, minute long interaction that most married couples have at the end of the day. Speak to each other as briefly as possible and then immediately go to bed. Yeah. Um, I guess she's going to go beat off to her coworker too. Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, and then he sings this, like, melancholy-ass oh, song <laughs> in, like, this really uh, shadowy scene. Yeah, about like, how much uh, he... How, like, basically how lucky he feels that she chose him, like, she fell yeah. out of him. Which is kind of a sweet sentiment, except just the scene before we learned that she wants to fuck someone else, and so now you're like, yeah. this guy's just ultra-schlubby now. <laughs> He's like... Yeah. There's also just a thing where I was like, I don't have enough context for this guy. Although yeah. I didn't realize he was the, the guy who couldn't pee, so I feel like they earned it more than I felt before. <laughs> Not by uh, a whole lot. So the the name of this song, according to the Cracked Research team, is Since She Chose Me. Because like, okay. like David was saying, that's kind of the whole thing. And um, of course, it was written by one Randy Newman. Um, oh, really? Yeah, all the song, all the songs in this episode were written by Randy Newman. No way! Yeah, um, oh, that's and sad. it is eerily reminiscent of the song Randy Newman wrote for Toy Story Two, "When Somebody Loved Me." Ooh, <laughs> to the point where like you could almost sing along. You could take the lyrics to "When Somebody Loved Me" and just sing it over what this guy is singing. It. Not much to talk to, and I know how I look. What I know about life comes out of a book. But of all of the people there are in the world, she chose me. When somebody loved me, everything was beautiful. Every hour we spent together lives within my heart. And when she was sad, I was there to dry her tears. And when she was happy, so was I. When she he probably decided to reuse the song he's like what's the odd anybody odds anybody knows cop oh absolutely yeah Yeah, totally he's just like oh yeah remember that like melancholy ditty i wrote for that one schlubby guy that'd be (laughs) that'd be perfect for this movie this sounds like a cowboy dog sing that. <laughs> exactly. And then that actor um, went to see the movie and a tear rolled down his eyes. And, <laughs> yeah. They, they like, stole my song. They stole my song. The actor was dead by that yeah, point. Yeah, that guy his is dead. Ghost saw it in a theater. Yeah, so I couldn't tell they were romantic. I'm like, father, husband, until he's yeah, like, yeah. we fuck every night, she chose me, la, la, la. Yeah, like, for, so, for so a scary. moment I thought, oh, is that her dad? Like, I knew she was married, yeah. but then I'm like, oh, maybe that's her dad. Maybe he lives with her, too. And then, I mean, I think it's supposed to be, but I think that's what they're trying to do to you. Yeah. But... <laughs> I just think if he was like, he could have been like a little more of like a older guy that you could be like, oh yeah, you know, I understand how she would go for that guy, you know, but he just seems so like sad and powerless when he sang that song, yeah. like really emphasized like that he was feeble. 
I don't know. That was really odd. <laughs> yeah, when that song was going, it was the opposite of rock. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Not rock. It's true. So, um, yeah. And then Ernie Hudson shows up. Woo! It was like guest starring Ernie Hudson. And I was like, where's Winston? Right? <laughs> yeah. I almost said Ray, but that's. Uh, well, he's, he's Dan Aykroyd, right? Yeah, Ernie Hudson is Winston. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Winston. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's like rolls up on this is the chief who like this weird pistol toting weird. Yeah, professional oh professional yeah. acting jerk Ronnie Cox is the <laughs> is the uh uh the chief of police on this show apparently. Austin, have you conferred with the orphans where I might know Ronnie's Cox from? Uh you might know him as the uh bad guy, the the non uh, dad from that '70s show, bad guy from RoboCop. <gasps> yeah. Oh no way! Dick, Dick Jones and the bad guy from the Arnold Schwarzenegger Total Recall, who is the president <gasps> on Mars. Oh my God, that was this guy. Why can't I see anyone? I guess this was a crappier. <laughs> it's a pretty dark copy. That's what okay. I said. Yeah, dark Ron, in content and in the film stuff. Ron Ronnie Cox. He was in Beverly Hills Cop. He was in Deliverance. Oh shit! Oh. He's in a lot. Yeah. yeah, I get. I guess I was really checked out. I mean, I watched <laughs> and took notes, but I wasn't. You know, I can see how I missed some details. And he was in all eleven episodes of this show. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing, right? Is he's like this crazy gun-toting guy. Well, this is right? again, he's like this pulling is out pistols. This is kind sure. of where like we're not supposed. Like it's hard to tell if we're like for or against the cops in this, and I'm. I'm also not sure if. We're supposed to think this guy's a little nuts, or if we're supposed to be mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeehaw! <laughs> well, and he starts like shooting at like a robotic Tom okay, Selleck. Okay, this yeah, is yeah. my favorite part of the whole <laughs> episode. So, first of all, like, it's not good to fetishize guns, and they're a big problem in America or whatever, but I might share Ronnie Cox's gun taste, because those were some handsome pistols he had. <laughs> <laughs> only, I like a little derringer, like a pearl handle, and like a very pretty gun, right? And mm. so then he's just like admiring his guns. He hands Ernie a gun, like, here's a gun, let's fucking party. And then he has an animatronic Tom Selleck. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't just me, right? Yeah. He comes out of his closet that he just shoots at. Yeah, yeah, those were live bullets, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and it has, like, sensors and stuff on it, because, like, the the eyes light up, and it's like, good shooting, partner, when he blasts it with these guns. <laughs> what kind of technology is this made I out of that it can survive, know. like, multiple bullets I... and, like, being fired at point-blank range? Is this, like, a Today Show thing where you didn't know that Matt Lauer, like, locked his office and like, <laughs> no one later is culpable? We didn't know he had a freak dummy that he shot. We just thought he was polishing his gun in there, like. It's, it reminds me, David, of that conversation we've had about how it, in real life, like anytime a cop fires his gun for any reason, it just leads like mountains and mountains of paperwork. But in like movies and TV shows, it's just like guns are going off everywhere. And it just reminded me of that where this guy's like, he literally, the, the entire scene is just, he straps on these pistols, he shoots this thing, and then he's like, all right, let's go to the press conference. I'm like, yeah. you just discharged two guns in your <laughs> office in the police station, and you're just like, all right, and we're cool. Everyone gets a free desk pop. I yep. feel like 
our listening audience might be getting confused yeah. at what's going on right now. <laughs> Me too, David. And I, yeah, I have to reassure them that we are also very confused at what we were watching. It's just a scene where the chief of police decides that he wants to shoot a mannequin in his closet. And that's what happens. And there's no real reason for it. There's no explanation as to why he does that. It's just a thing that happened. And no, there was no music while he sang. He did not sing no, about no. how he wants to shoot the dummy. And actor. this and this guy is played by one of the 80s greatest movie villain actors. You guys, I'm going to tie some plots together for you. This Tom Selleck dummy is where the hair came from that was on the cut. Oh, okay. I'm okay. having an affair. He also cl- yeah. he also claims that the uh, the guns that he's shooting were Wild Bill Hickox pistols, yeah. and I don't know where Wild Bill Hickox pistols are, but I'm pretty sure that like some random civil servant in California could not afford them. You probably wouldn't want to fire them if you did own them. Exactly. Unless it was at a safe dummy. In your <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then we're at the white cop's funeral, or like some sort of service <laughs> memorial thing for him. That was yeah. his name, White, white Cop. <laughs> to be fair, there's a lot of white cops. So I don't know. Yes, yeah, so the one who died. Yeah, dead white cop. Cop. <laughs> too dear if there's a lot of white cops. R.I.P. Dead White Cop. <laughs> when they named him Dead White Cop, I was wondering how long he was going to be hanging there. So. They're like, we gotta make room in the jails, you guys. We can't have yeah. white cops dying left and right. Yeah. That's a that was a press conference where the chief was like, "There's only one solution to dead cops. It's more jails." And I'm like, "I, yeah, whatever." I, I was like, "Maybe, hear me out. Instead, <laughs> we address the systemic causes of the crimes <laughs> so as to cut down on the need for the prisons." Boo him, boo. <laughs> Yeah. Well, instead, a mayor with gigantic hair comes out. This is where Christy said, man, the 80s were not kind to women's hair. (laughs) This was like 1990, right? Yeah, I mean, it's still kind of 80s vibe, you know. Right? The 90s didn't have their own flavor until grunge. Yeah. Until then, it was just kind of like being weird with 80s leftovers. So this was just, that was some hairspray hair, right? Yeah. It was yeah. so strange. There were like 70 layers. Yeah, it was that big. Was like, it was big. That was some big hair. Big box-shaped hair. It was like as wide as Marge Simpson's hair is tall. Yeah. It was super weird. So she's the mayor, and she's like, we're going to build a new jail. And then we go to her office, right? Yep. And she sings a song, you guys. Yeah, we get more songs. She also has an elaborate oil painting of herself hanging on the wall, which I have to give props for that. Who doesn't? Right? Yeah. We all should have an enormous oil painting of ourselves. In our offices. So, Carol, question for you. Absolutely. <laughs> this this song that the mayor and the whatever, like, captain of industry that's going to build this jail for her, uh, was it just me or did you get a little, like, innocent man era Billy Joel flavor out of the song? I'm glad you mentioned that because now I'm picturing Cop Rock done right. For a <laughs> yeah, like, there's a little kind of like doo-wop in it. It was, you know, it was yeah. his like 50s and 60s uh, tribute album kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. When like all the guys are doing in the chorus, I can see how it was getting there. But I mean, uh, we, <laughs> have you seen the music video to 
See that song? Do uh, which one? Oh gosh, which one is it where he's like in court? He's like, Your Honor, I'm gonna defend rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's keeping the faith. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's and it was like a neon courtroom. It's the better cop rock. <laughs> I think that I think <laughs> that video was a uh, was a uh, an episode of Cop Rock that they filmed, but got cut when the show was canceled, <laughs> so they just repurposed it into a Billy Joel video. They're like Randy Newman is a pretty hardcore rocker, but let's go <laughs> a little bit harder with Billy Joel. I wish that I could ask Randy Newman about Cop Rock. I wonder if there's <laughs> interviews that you can read about where it's addressed. I bet they had to interview him behind scenes at some point. Well, and I feel like he's had enough of an amazing career that he could be like, yeah, Cop Rock sucked, you know, what are you going to do? Like, he can handle like, it. Like, at the same time, like, all all credit to, to Randy Newman, who's a hell of a singer-songwriter. He certainly yes. has quite the the resume. I wouldn't exactly call him a rocker. Definitely. Like, you have this show where you're like, we're going to call it cop rock. Let's go get a singer-songwriter from straight out of the 70s to write some mellow tunes for this show. Well, we I Love L.A. is rock. kind of a rockin' tune. I love L.A. <laughs> I love L.A. I can't do right Look at that guy. He's over there. Look at that guy. This is L.A. So, but there's, anyway, there's, like, a briefcase full of money. I guess the mayor's going to build a jail but embezzle a bunch of the money. Yeah, is that the idea? I believe so. (laughs) Okay, first of all, we should note Look, you guys, I made the Billy Joel note, and I just sit back quietly until the song was over, and I had to pay attention again. (laughs) We should note that there's this briefcase with, like, and they open it and just kind of glows green. Yeah. And I don't want to say Quentin Tarantino stole ideas. <laughs> yeah, rock, but, yeah. Pop rock inspired so many cultural touches. <laughs> but oh, I don't. Yeah. But the corruption, we're not. I'm not quite clear on. I guess I don't. Was it that she's just going to embezzle money, or is it that like this industry guy is paying her money to give her him the like construction bid or whatever? Or I don't know. Definitely something, something school to prison pipeline. Yeah. <laughs> I, they, they had to open the suitcase like eight or so times. Yeah, And exactly. like there, the big effect was the green glowing under glow of the money, which mm-hmm. Clinton, Clinton stole the heck out of. Yeah, I really, I really like this idea <laughs> that Cop it. Rock money. is the like Rosetta Stone of 90s pop culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all comes back to there. Yep. It changed everything. <laughs> Um, well, I liked that at least they had some like uh, high up, higher level corruption. That yeah, at least yeah. it did that. But <laughs> with all its, <laughs> its spotty uh, points of view, I was like, well, at least the mayor's corrupt. But it still keeps with the theme that like nobody's likable in this show. Like yeah. everybody's just shitty. This is like totally. very much like The Wire. I think. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely the wire. Yeah. So what you're saying is it's the Rosetta Stone of the 90s and the 2000s pop culture? <laughs> wow. We all owe a lot to Cop Rock. Are we living in a Cop Rock world and we just didn't even know it? Well, we're living in a post-Cop Rock world. <laughs> awesome. Allow me to sing you the answer. <laughs> I, w- I would expect nothing less. <laughs> so then the, the, the mom, uh, single drug-addicted mom... Mm-hmm. Uh, talks to the lady cop, and she's trying to sell her information. This is where we find out that her uh, her baby's name is Crystal, like the meth. Oh yeah, do you think that's on purpose? I bet it is. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. That's clever, actually. That's good writing. <laughs> 
I changed my mind. Cop rock's really good. <laughs> Layers. Uh, so, and then the lady cop's like, you know, I got my old problems. My husband is <laughs> 75 years old and his prostate's broken. His prostate keeps me up all night. Not the way you want. Keep, every hour he's up to pee when nothing comes up. Singing sad songs in the living room. <laughs> By himself. In the dark, it's creepy. In the dark. <laughs> and really high-pitched sad yeah. songs, too. Wow. It really felt like they chose that actor because he could sing, right? And like, yeah. Because yeah. he actually, like, looked the part at all. Here's, here's my note uh, on that, is that you can tell when they're about to break into the song because the actors are really ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh-oh, they're zooming in on one of the Yugmos. We got a song coming. <laughs> I I know why he got cast. <laughs> Maybe Randy Newman got to choose all the singers. So, um, there's a court scene, and there's a song. There's a lyric that I don't even understand. He says, you don't live in Los Angeles, folks. You live in Vietnam? Yeah, so yeah. he's basically saying, like, you live in a war zone, like... Yeah, because this is this is the like uh, stereotypical uh, rule bending Italian cop. He's like Larusso, I think is his name. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, this is where he goes on a rant about which Ryan. The only reason that I remember that his name was Larusso was because of our epic Karate Kid binging. <laughs> oh yeah, remember when we almost didn't go to David's wedding so that we could watch <laughs> Karate Kid two. <laughs> on like Sounds a six like a on a six tier cable channel, <laughs> we had watched Karate Kid one, and then we were watching Karate Kid two, and it was getting to be time to go to David's wedding. And then I was like, I don't know, Austin, if Karate Kid three is on after this, we might have to skip David's wedding. And then Austin checked to see if it was on next. <laughs> Did you know was that, it? It was not. It, it, were we at your wedding? <laughs> I would have blamed you. So yeah, so the so the Italian cop is basically he he's on the stand testifying about I don't even know if this is the drug bust at the beginning or some other drug bust. Yeah, and, it's very unclear. Yeah, but they're basically the the defense attorney is basically trying to argue that uh, that he acted out of order, that he didn't follow standard procedures, and so he basically mm-hmm. is giving a like I'm not out of order, you're out of order, the whole freaking yeah. system is out of order. You think you live in L.A., but you live in Vietnam. It's a war out there. These black people are killing everyone. Yeah, like he goes, he's like, I don't care what we do. We just need to put this guy right away because he's bad and that's what I do. And I'm like, I feel like a mistrial should happen after. Well, yeah, like like, lawyers are shouting contempt and the judge is like banging his gavel. And I'm like, I feel like you just get hauled out of there by the bailiff at this point. And they'd call it mistrial or something. But. So wait, who's on trial? Some we guy, some guy in a ponytail. I don't know. Is this that same trial that's going to be a song in a minute? Yes. Okay, so we don't even know who's on trial. So some guy in a ponytail. Yeah. Yeah. The I okay. I do know that the prosecuting attorney is a young Armin Shimmerman who would go on to play the uh, principal in Buffy and Quark on Deep Space Nine. <gasps> that was oh. Quark. That was Quark. Sans the makeup. It was. Quark. It would have been better if it was Quark with the makeup. With the makeup. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. 
So, yeah, he just wants this guy sent to jail is what's going on. Yeah, and he succeeds, because that's when we get the musical number. Well, spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) You brought it up. I don't know. David, have some respect for the people who... (laughs) Who are watching along with us? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, um, the, the single mom comes to collect her other 50 bucks, and she gave him a, a bum tip. Which is one of those, like, it was probably a bum tip, but the lady cop's also like, yeah, we went to that address, he wasn't home, and I'm like, maybe he was out for dinner? <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe he was out shooting cops? Right, like, yeah, I don't, it doesn't necessarily mean that's not where he lives. <laughs> also, the, the drug lady is like... I don't have any food or a place to live. My baby and I are going to be on the street tonight. And I'm like, that's sad, but 50 bucks ain't going to fix those problems. <laughs> yeah, in 1990, right. get you a hotel room. And I like guess for a night, a maybe. Yeah. Well, she's got a lot of information. <laughs> this is her new racket. <laughs> so, um... Then we're back. Oh, and then this is maybe where the lady cop offers to help her get into a program. Yeah, she brings well, she, no, she brings it up a couple of times. Oh, okay, and uh, it's not really going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, she won't do it. So then we go back to court, and then we get our verdict. And this is where before they start singing the verdict song, it struck me how quiet this show is. Yeah. In terms of like for about 15 or 20 seconds before they start like dialogue in the scene, there's just sound of like people milling about and taking their seats and you hear like footsteps and chairs scraping and all this kind of stuff. And for a show that's a musical, the only time there's ever any music is when they're singing the songs. Like there's no incidental music. There's no like score, no score. to it. Yeah. And it's just very weird. Like Again, it's just. It feels less like a musical and more like a drama that they just dropped four songs into at random <laughs> intervals. Ding, ding, ding. And then they sing the verdict. Yeah. They sing the well, verdict. they break out a keyboard first, which is... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which I enjoyed. One of the few things I enjoyed of this episode. I don't even know who broke it out. But I don't know. Like they like, lifted up a desk or something yeah. and the keyboard was in there. And they're like... <laughs> is that a mistrial when someone brings out a keyboard? <laughs> no, I whatever. that's like whatever the opposite of mistrial is. That gets you like bonus <laughs> points in court or something. Like. Totally cool trial. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, it's a gospel choir is how they're singing, right? Yeah, and the jury is a gospel choir. I want to make it clear. I want to thank the jury. They just think about how he's guilty. That's it. Yeah, there's not like a, a, a much of a narrative beyond that or anything. Um, but they're really... You can't deny it if it's in a song. So he's guilty. <laughs> I mean, one of the problems with this show, amongst many, is there's no really rhyme or reason as to why something is sung and why other things aren't. It's just like, mm, there's yeah. very much a thought of like, oh, I guess we need a song by now, so let's just have the jury sing the verdict. And you're like, that, the singing it didn't really add anything, so I don't know. No, it's true. Like, when White Cop dies, 
if Black Cop had sung a song about him, that yeah. would have been like a story point to be like, let's get some back, you know, some emotion behind yeah. this, and right. that teach us something. Maybe, yeah, you know, show yeah. yeah then you get a little, get a little context, yeah. you know. You know, or like if when the old guy was married to Lady Cop, like, I guess he gave a little background, but yeah. I'd like to know more about like how did this happen that she's married? Yeah, to exactly. Him? Like. <laughs> Get a little, like, walk us through the their history a yeah, little bit. Yeah, how'd they meet and why'd you choose him? Yeah. Uh, also, the judge in this uh, sequence of, of trial scenes is played by Carl Anderson, who was Judas in the Jesus Christ Superstar movie. No way! Oh. And I'm like, you're a cop musical and you have Judas literally on your bench and you're not <laughs> having him sing? They didn't have him sing. He was the best singer in that whole film. Right? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. So then um, they go to the cop killer's address, Tyrone's house. And is this based on information they got from this single mom? I don't know. I do not believe (laughs) so. I think this is all just somehow they all got information. They could have tied those plot points together, but fuck it. Yeah, they... So this, this is one of the scenes where they're in... Tyrone's house, and he's just like, hey, hey, hey. Like, he's so confident <laughs> that the police, he's untouchable by the police. Yeah, well, he believes they screwed up because they didn't get, like, a proper warrant and stuff. And, yeah. And one, Which is true. Yeah, well, it's Kind true, of? One thing I've learned, like, I used to just live and die by the, like, cops have to be by the book, or, you know, it's a criminals get out, or whatever, you know, you used to think mm-hmm. that way. And what you've and I think in the real world, cops are given a lot of flexibility and like courts are really happy to accommodate when cops don't do everything by the book. They'll still mm-hmm. they'll still bend over backwards to allow the evidence or allow whatever happens happens. I feel like they had already established that this guy was like the prime suspect in this cop murder because obviously because he like they saw the guy shoot the, who the cop, you know, shoot him and run away. And so I feel like two cops seeing the prime suspect in a cop killing go into a house is like probable cause enough to yeah. go in yeah. to go in after him regardless of a search warrant. But yeah, he's he's pretty cocky about how he's going to get off on a technicality because that damn justice system's rigged in his favor. Yeah. Well, and it's like they were heading over there with all the proper paperwork and shit, and then these cops just like jumped the gun. Yeah, right? yeah. I think that's and it's the idea. and it's the Karate Kid Italian cop who shows up yeah. and gets mad because he was just getting grilled on the stand about how he didn't follow the proper procedure, and now these other two dumb dumbs are doing the same thing, and he'll be damned if this cop killer goes free. Yeah, yeah, he's just had enough. So he's like, "You guys are dummies." Um, wait in the car. <laughs> yeah, he really is. He's really scolded. Yeah, he literally tells them to wait in the car like they're a couple of kids. Yeah, and then he goes inside, uh, Officer Karate Kid, and he <laughs> shoots Tyrone. <laughs> yeah, he executes him. Just turns around and blasts him. And that part was realistic. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, it was just another one of those like weird tonal mishmashes where I'm like, not ten minutes ago, someone revealed a keyboard hidden inside a desk, and now <laughs> yeah. you're just like executing this criminal in cold blood, and it's just like I'm getting whiplash here. It was also like there 
White Cop's partner, it would have made more sense if yeah. he had killed Tyrone. Yeah. Because yeah. there would have been, like, a narrative motivation. I mean, I guess this guy doesn't like cops getting killed either. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean... It doesn't. It doesn't take a lot to build a character around a cop who doesn't like it when cops get killed. I mean, that's like. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I don't know. I mean, it seems like the officer karate kid's like you didn't see anything to yeah. some other cop who's there, and he's like, yeah, I did. So it seems like probably there'll be some follow up. Yeah. There. Well, it sounds like that might be an arc in the series. Cause, well, later they. You guys, we're gonna have to watch more. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna miss David's next wedding. <laughs> Ooh, yikes! It's just the same wife, but they're doing one more. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's fourth, fourth iteration. Fourth of time's a charm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whoever said so, one of you is definitely right that the musical aspect is a huge failure because they never do a music at an important part of the plot. They yeah, never like yeah. connect it. Like right here would be a song. Like mm-hmm. I'm really angry and I'm shooting someone illegally. Mm-hmm. Well, except all of our times we said that are about to get put in its place because we're about to get a really dramatic story-driven song to close out the episode. I can't wait. <laughs> so then I really thought that you guys were gonna be like, no, here's clearly what's happening in this scene. Okay, so the single mom with the baby. Well, wait, did. Ooh, wasn't there, before that, wasn't there, like, a press conference where they go over that the guy died, but that it was, like, I don't know what their excuse was or something? They're like, we're not happy, but we're not sad. We kind of oh, like no, no. it. They're checking into it, and isn't uh, Lady Cop's old dad husband the forensics guy? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, because I was like, I think that's the same guy. Yeah, so so an internal affairs agent shows up at the crime scene, and he talks to Lady Cop's husband father, and (laughs) he's like, oh, this sure looks suspicious, and he's like, no, looks like he uh, drew on the cop and got shot, and... The IA guy says, well, I see cuff marks on him. Those look pretty fresh. He's like, nah, I put them at uh, at least three days old. Oh, that's going to be your official story, huh? Yup. So the idea is yeah, the cops know yeah. cops know what happened, but they're covering it up. And then we get the press conference where uh, uh, Ronnie Cox is like, well, I'm not going to say that I'm happy someone's dead, but I'm happy this guy's dead. Mm-hmm. And then, the, But the internal affairs guy's like, this ain't over. Yeah, I pr- I'm going to assume maybe this yeah. gets followed up on in another episode. Yeah, we're the only one way to find out, Austin. Yeah, we're just going to have to watch and see. No, not we. No, our next our next ten episodes are watching the rest of Cop Rock. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> terrible. So now, now I think then I think it pans over to the dramatic musical number, story driven okay. musical number. So the single mom with the drug problem is sitting on a bench with her baby. You guys, you know how in Les Mis, when Anne Hathaway won the Oscar for that song that she sang? (laughs) This is like that. Yeah. Like how good it is? Yeah. How dramatic. How How dramatic it is. Yeah. Yeah. So she's singing the song to her baby, and she's like, the Sandman's coming soon, which I thought meant she was waiting for her (laughs) drug deal. uh, Close your eyes now. Little girl, they don't want to hear you cry. You never had a chance, you never had a chance. It's a great big dirty world. 
If they say, well, they're lying. Sandman's coming soon. You know he's coming soon. I thought it meant the baby was going to die soon. <laughs> You're all pretty close. I also was concerned the baby was going to die, and I was really glad that didn't happen, honestly. Well, we don't like, know that it didn't happen, Yeah, right? well, we'll get to it. I don't know what. Not on what... screen. So can I describe what happens? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so a guy pulls up in a car, and he gets out, and he basically he gives her two hundred dollars for the baby. Yes, that's a good deal. That's a deal. <laughs> and so I thought it was like a foster thing, but what do you think happens to? Who I don't is think that guy? A, I don't think foster homes just like straight up give you like two hundred bucks in cash and take your baby. <laughs> I, and then he said, "Well, they're going to take really care, of, good care of him. Is it a him or her? her. Remember, her. It's, her. it's Crystal Math. Crystal, yeah, we're going to take real good care of her because we even got a baby seat. And then he uh-huh. puts her in the baby seat and drives off with the baby after giving her two hundred bucks. And to be fair, though, David, this was nineteen ninety, so." Having a baby seat really was a good indicator of how community <laughs> safety they were. I mean, back then you could he could have just toss that baby in the trunk and it would have been fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so we don't know what happens to this baby. No, but I can only <laughs> only imagine <laughs> it. it. It's something like terrible. Any, anybody who buys a baby for two hundred bucks, you don't you don't feel good about what's going to happen to that baby. I can give you the best case scenario, which isn't great. If you want the best case scenario. Yeah, let's yeah, I do want it. the best case scenario because I was like, well, he's got a baby seat. You know? <laughs> right. The best case scenario is somebody looked at L.A. at the time, saw there are no good people, and realized it's exactly like Gotham. And there's only one thing that can solve Gotham City, and that's Batman. Or perhaps Batwoman in this case. Are you so, going to make the baby a Batman? Yeah, I think so. I think <laughs> you got a baby in order to train a, a Batman or and or woman and to or clean woman. up the streets. So you're saying the best case scenario is that this guy is someone's Alfred. Yes, exactly. Who's, who's arranging the purchase of an infant to train into a crime-fighting vigil. You're right. No, that is the best case scenario. <laughs> well, in a more plausible scenario... <laughs> I was like, maybe this guy is from like an adoption agency. I don't they think just... they buy kids. Some of yeah. them do. So okay, child yeah, trafficking. You don't just like hat. meet someone on the street, give them two hundred cash, and just run off with the baby. Some it was people really do, weird. but a lot of times there's a sting. <laughs> there's no baby. You're well, arrested. no, Carol. Oh. Carol, to your point, I mean, sex trafficking is immediately where my mind went to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but to write like. There are non-sex trafficking adoption agencies that, yeah. that traffic in, in like the acquisition of babies to then yes. turn around and try to adopt them. I'm just saying I don't think those agencies like buy the kids for two hundred green. Yeah, the, it's, uh. it's more and more these days. Uh, first of all, like two hundred in 1990 would be like four hundred. So yeah, I feel like, but I feel like there'd be paperwork involved too. Yeah. It, <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot of hospitals and stuff in different countries that Americans buy the babies from. Like, I read something, yeah. God, where was it? Some kind, Was it Spain or something? Where there's, like, a whole hospital where they tell you your baby died and they sell your baby to someone. I don't oh, doubt right. there are lots of terrible things that go on around the world. I'm just saying I don't think in downtown <laughs> L.A. people pull up 
in a station wagon, throw <laughs> 200 bucks at a crackhead, and go off with the baby and have good intentions. Yeah. Don't oh, you remember see, that yeah. part of Randy Newman's song? <laughs> Look at that lady. She's still a baby. I love yeah, that yeah. lady. He's like, and afterwards the baby's doing fine. <laughs> Batman or Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly, I wouldn't mind a uh, G.I. Joe the movie-esque uh, phone script that was just like, the baby's doing A-OK. Like, Instead, I, yeah, we're left to assume, like, yeah, like, sex trafficking is what you think of, ritual killings, I don't know, like, what? And that's, well, that's uh, where, what, what are people buying babies for that's good? I don't know. Like, <laughs> and that's where... Even beyond like our own incredulousness at this, I again, I don't. What is the show trying to say? Like, exactly. What does the yeah. show want us to? Was, was this a good thing? Was it, like, is it going to be followed up on? Maybe. Yeah, I, maybe. I do not think so. <laughs> <laughs> like the show is very clear that it's sad for the mom. That like, like we're supposed to feel sad that the mom is giving up her baby. Like I get that, but the show is not clear at all as to whether. It's good that the baby isn't with her crackhead mom anymore, right. or it's bad that the baby's now been sold into like a Russian sex ring. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's a lot that we don't know about which. I just happens. feel like nothing good comes from anyone who buys a baby. Yeah, like it just like really dark like, and morbid. Cash on the street kind of buy a baby. Because obviously, there's like a money component involved in adoption and whatnot, but that's mm-hmm. not what's happening here. I was being naive. I wanted to believe that that baby was going to be okay. <laughs> I want to believe that too. Right? Well, my first thought was that it was some kind of like like turning tricks kind of situation where it was just going to be like this terribly inappropriate like she jumps in the back seat with this guy for 200 bucks while the That's what the I baby, thought was and then like happening. then he yeah, like, yeah. Take, well goes off with the baby I'm like, "Oh my god, I didn't think it could be worse, but it just got worse." <laughs> I know. Oh, speaking of, I would just like to mention that this scene takes place on a very urban bus stop bench, and it's got a lot of tags, and yeah. I believe I saw the tag, U-T-I. <laughs> oh, wait, really? Very cool. That's very cool. cool tag. This show's just obsessed with urinism. Yes! You get those if you don't pee after sex, so <laughs> after you turn a trick, go piss on something. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and David, to your earlier point about how like it's hard to know who you're supposed to be rooting for in this show, <laughs> up until she sold her baby, <laughs> I had a fair amount of sympathy for the uh, for the crack mom in this one. But now mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, good god! It's yeah. okay; she can make more. That's why, like this is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's the end of Cop Rock. Man. Yeah, that's right, literally yeah. the note they ended on. Yeah. It was- <laughs> A lady selling her baby to a mysterious man for two hundred bucks. Mister Sandman. Like, oh. I don't know, man. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> Me too. That's what all the actors said when it this was canceled. This is such a dark show, like, well, literally, but then also uh, just yeah. thematically, like, yeah, just bad things happening all the time. No good people. Well, my main problem with Cop Rock is just that it sucks. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, it's not well made. Uh, there's, there's that trenchant analysis our listeners come for. <laughs> Shooting straight. I, yeah. I guess I, I bring up how dark it is just because that's probably the most surprising thing about it. Like, I didn't expect it to be good, but I didn't expect right. it to just be so bleak. Yeah. Well, it's like incredibly terrible, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
It's awful. <laughs> it I is. also didn't expect it to be so not musical. Yeah. Yeah. So light. Like, if the cop procedure... You know what musical theater aficionados like who are looking forward to the show is gritty cop procedural. <laughs> and if the gritty cop procedural was a cake and the music was the frosting, it would have, like, one little dollop of frosting in the middle of, like, a mile-wide cake. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think I think part of that is, like, you can only pump out so many songs in a year, so they can't just, like, have, like, six songs per episode, or I don't know how many they have. Like, I don't four. know. There's, like, four, there's like four songs. Yeah, ready. Time to write another song. I mean, and maybe you're right. That's where I, sometimes I underestimate how easy it is to shit out a semi-competent song. I don't know. I mean, look how easy it was to shit out these songs. They were not competent in the least. Yeah, I know. It was. There's so much wrong with this show. I don't. Know. What did the show do well? I think maybe we could just try to. Um, I thought it had a really good mannequin to get shot. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good Tom Selleck mannequin. Yeah. I thought the glowing briefcase was some good special effects they had going on. <laughs> I appreciated the appearance of Winston from Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Uh, apparently, apparently, this is his only appearance in Cop Rock. He was yeah. one and done. Whoever made the mayor's hair that big <laughs> was a, a hard worker. Yeah. I suppose everyone had craft service on set. They didn't look hungry <laughs> i i enjoyed well i enjoyed the very special message about the dangers of prostate diseases <laughs> yeah that was a good heads up yeah. <laughs> um and it's it it told me about elderly husbands <laughs> may may also be fathers it gave you a goal to shoot for ryan <laughs> yeah that's every man's dream <laughs> yeah i don't know man uh <laughs> What a mess. So why do you think the show is canceled? <laughs> why do you think and should it have been? I was going to say, too, I forgot to say at the beginning, but when we picked this theme, I was like, oh, I'm finally going to do my so-called life episode because I oh, love that show. Was that only one season? It yeah, was. that's like what? one of the great like shows that lasted one season. Maybe we should do a great show that lasted one season one day. Well, the, the problem is that it's not... Yeah. I just—it's not funny to talk about a good show. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I think. Um, I would just t- like talk about like, oh yeah, we used to watch this. Oh, I loved it, you know. Yeah. Like, so I really like my so-called life, and I. So this is better to talk about, but worse to experience. So yeah, I don't know. Any closing thoughts about Cop Rock? I. <laughs> Do you think it comes from Pop Rocks? Like they were like Cop. It's like Pop Rocks, but it's Cop Rock. That's suggesting a level of thought that I don't think they were capable. What if of. they all had Pop Rocks in their mouth the whole show? <laughs> that would be cool. It was called Pop Rocks, Cop Rock. Yes, that I could get behind. That would have lasted two seasons. <laughs> Capital Fish. <laughs> on, our, on our previous episode, I was talking about how one of the, I always felt like one of the worst shows I ever saw was The Pits, That's which we true. then reviewed, and That's this true. blows it out of the water. <laughs> like, now, to be fair, this is drama as opposed to attempted comedy, but... Yeah. Nothing was done right, right? Like, that's what we really have come down yeah. to. There's no redeeming quality to this show at all. 
There's no character we like. There's no. Can anybody hum one of the songs? There's like no. selling my baby to. Well, I can sing the one that's basically <laughs> when somebody loved me, but that's only because <laughs> yeah, it got go. reused in a better thing. Well, so was it? This will be my. I think my closing question about cop rock, but was it so? bad that it was fun to watch or did it just suck to watch it just sucked it just sucked yeah i mean it did it was so bad and that's i guess that's where i get run back to the bleakness that made it just made it very hard to like watch it to enjoy its badness because it was so dark and bleak and like just about bad cops doing bad things and everyone's mm-hmm. bad and doing bad stuff that it's, you, you couldn't even enjoy it. I mean, it ended with a mother selling her baby to some mysterious guy. You can't laugh at that. There's, well, we well, kind of did. But, <laughs> <laughs> but once you decide you there's that and baby laughed. becoming Batman, you know? Yeah. I know, you made insensitive jokes about it, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know, man. That was a hard one. <laughs> fun to listen to us watch it it yeah. was funny sometimes that it was happening at all but it was never like funny because it was like yeah it was never intentionally but, funny yeah there was yeah. the desk yeah. keyboard and i do enjoy that <laughs> yeah it did make me wish that i had a keyboard under my desk at all times <laughs> were you guys more sad when um the when the baby got sold or when the cop got shot the baby. Baby. Yeah, baby. yeah. The cop shot scene was so weird. I didn't even know why people were doing that. I guess the baby scene was weird. Too. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you at least know why she's selling the baby. You yeah. don't know who and for what purpose, but you at least understand yeah. why she's selling the baby. I'm naive, but I was like, maybe that baby's off to a better life, but no. Well, what's I guess not. To, to David's point about the bleakness is that that baby could be being sold into sex trafficking and could still end up with a better life. <laughs> and true. could still be a Batman. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Well, gosh, I think we're going to have to wrap up this <laughs> discussion about Cop Rock. Um, so, let's see. Carol, I find you fascinating. Oh my gosh, if thank I were. You. To read your Twitter tweets and all that. Well, yeah. Let's see. When I'm not selling the fruit of my loins on the street <laughs> oh, corner <laughs> and getting UTIs, you can find me on the internet trying to rock. <laughs> rock. Rock. Uh, you can find me twittering at Carolyn Main, C A R O L Y N M A I, and like the streets. You can check out my other podcast, Pitch Please, on Cranny Vault Studios, iTunes, Podbeans, and Stitcher. You can buy your own deck at pitchplease.fun. And you can check me out on Facebook as well. I'm going to do all of those things. Do I'm going to look at all those. Do it and look at And, David, I want to stalk you on the internet. Well, that makes one person. <laughs> <laughs> you can stalk me at... Uh... On Twitter, at Dr. Bits, that's doctor spelled out, and at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. And Austin, I also would be interested in your online presence. You can find me on Twitter, <laughs> at Austin Gorton, and read my writing at The Real Gentleman of Leisure. Special guest for Annie Newton. <laughs> Came, came by to give Austin's uh, contact information. Who knew they were such good friends? Right? I mean, Randy would go way back. 
And me, your host this week, Ryan Alexander Tanner. Uh, oh, yes, very nice is my website, O H Y E S, very nice, where I'm a cartoonist. And that's my handle on uh, Twitter and Instagram and stuff. And I think I've been saying this a lot lately, but it's true that I barely look at social media ever anymore, and I just feel better. And I would recommend it to everyone wow, on Earth. There is a there is a brief moment today when, like, I don't know, Twitter was doing some nonsense on their servers, and, like, Twitter was just down for, like, an hour. Yeah. And it was this glorious moment where it was like, have we all been freed from the yoke of that beast? Yeah, I just feel like it's a really bad party that I don't want to go to anymore. Although, I found out late that Ross Perot died. So yeah, see if you're on Twitter you're... and Rip Torn. Yeah. No. Yeah. Fuck. Sorry, but yeah. Yeah. Also, Rip, Rip Torn died like two days ago. Also, Alf's dad. And yeah, I knew Alf's dad. Billy really... Drago. What? Billy Drago. From Karate Kid. Yeah. No. Uh, he's like a weird-looking character actor. Only buried Billy Drago's and Alf's dad's bones in the same coffin. But wait, I'm genuinely sad that uh, Rip Torn died, because yeah. the Larry Sanders show is, like, truly one of my very Dude. favorite shows. Yeah, he's a real cool dude. People told great tales of him, uh, and he just died, and he had a long, beautiful life, so effing respect uh, This should be a new segment on our show where we all tell Ryan about <laughs> things he missed by not being on Twitter. Just who yeah. died. We kind of have of been doing died. it. We could keep it up. Just, like, catch up with who died lately. Man, I'm sad Rip Torn died, though. I liked him. He got uh, in trouble, too. Like, he was on 30 Rock, and he got in some trouble in the world, and he was fired. He was fired from 30 Rock? I'm watching 30 mm-hmm. Rock right now. It's great. So good. Yeah, he's a recurring character. Yeah. And they, you'll see, they, like, do some weird story thing to get rid of his character, and you're like, oh, that's when he got in trouble. They he give like, him a coma, and then he comes back. Yeah. All right. But sparingly, yeah. Yeah. Um... I don't know. Anyway, I'm sad to hear it. I have to do my outro now in the morning. <laughs> so that's hard. All right. We're a very special episode podcast. Uh, our website is very special episode podcast.com where you can stream every episode. Can you download them from there? I can't remember. Yes, you can. Oh, you can download them. All our episodes are available for you. Uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash pod. You can, we'll post when new episodes come out and you can be like, I like that episode. Or you can email us, message us about shows you want us to watch and it's it's not that unlikely that we'll do it. Um, on Twitter, we're at avsepod. Uh, you can email us, avsepodcast at gmail.com and we'll read your emails, possibly on our show. Uh, you can listen to us on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, and Stitcher. Please give us the highest ratings available on all platforms. We like it when people like our show. And we're sad when they don't. Uh, that's all. And next week, or in two weeks, we'll be back to talk about another. Are we going to try to up the ante yeah. on terrible one-season shows? Is it Austin's turn? No, it's, it, it's your turn, Carol. Ooh, it's me? Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think we're going it, to... It's hard to top this. I have a suggestion, but I'll take it Ooh, off the air. Okay, great. Well, I um, think I know what it's going to be. Cool. Uh, let's just say um, that y'all should watch out lest you get burnt by the heat mm. of this... Mm show. <laughs> <laughs>
Very interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, until then, keep on cop rocking in the free world. <laughs> yeah, that was this ABC on your home PC with some VIPs of SBTP. Was it Austin G, Dr. DB, RAT, or Steve Martin? What the heck was with that TV? This podcast is kind of funny. Excuse us all, cause we gotta go pee.